Welcome to the show. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut Podcast. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by Master Distiller, Sean Rigsby. And we're honored to have you all here tonight. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'm sorry we wasn't here last week. You know, normally we blame Sean. I'll go ahead and take it for last week, even though it wasn't my fault. So it was my fault we wasn't here last week. You owe me one, Sean. So. <laughs> so we're uh we're grateful and honored enough to tonight to be joined by uh, mr chris allen mr allen thank you for joining us on the show it's a pleasure to have you yeah thank man. you for having me it's a pleasure to be here not at all man it's pleasure is ours <laughs> so uh easy you want to you want to bring us in on what you normally do yeah well, uh <clears throat> let the guests go first you drinking on anything special over there chris Oh, I've got I've got a little bit of uh, great brandy right here. I I kept it limited though. <laughs> oh, hold on. What'd you say it was? Great brandy, grapes. Nice a little grape style. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, me and Sean hear about great brandy, man, it just brings back memories. Oh yeah, <laughs> a few good ones. We'll talk Ran about a lot of liquor that summer. <laughs> that was our going into retirement. Like, dude, we're running a thousand gallons worth of liquor this summer, and then we're done. That was a few years ago, so that's that's come and gone. But it was a good time. All great. <laughs> yeah. It was it was something else. So is that something you made or yes, yeah, that's something I made. I I decided to to leave it clear. I, I typically age a lot of my stuff, but I thought this time I'd I'd bring it out clear. Hey, you got the right audience for it, so <laughs> we we like it clear around here. So um, what uh, Sean? You had a you had an eventful weekend, and you you stopped by a couple places, and yeah, man, we went to uh, we stopped at Tuck and Reds. Tried uh, true, man. I love old Tuck and Reds Distillery out in Yellow Springs. And while I'm on that, uh, actually, what I'm drinking is their peach cobbler moonshine. There's I only... tell you, it's if if I can't get their corn liquor, their peach is where it's at. Yeah, the, uh, there's only two good peaches as far as uh, you know, post flavored liquor that I really, really enjoy. Um, it's theirs and Jimmy Jacks. Is that's what I'm saying. I knew that Jimmy Jacks one was coming out, man. That's a I tried that at the jam last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, but and man. I think and the only thing that's different about this and Jimmy Jacks, this is uh, 80 proof as to where Jimmy Jacks is like 40. It's more of like liqueur. Yeah, um, they're both good, um, but yeah. Anyway, so we went there and went to uh, uh, a few wineries or a winery, <laughs> and then the distillery. You was so at the Bella. Really- was you at the Bella Dayton? Yes, sir. <clears throat> yep. Nice. It was. Uh, it's, it. Have you ever been there before? No, I haven't been there yet. It's very um, different. It's you nice walk in, check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little place. Um, maybe try it during the day. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like a crowd, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it gets pretty tight. It's a little small in there. Okay. The, the actual, uh, where they distill at is actually bigger than where, uh, you know, you have your drinks and stuff. Yeah. You got to have all the room for the magic, so. I uh, well, so I, I had to go down to Portsmouth Saturday for a football game, and I stopped in at Bainbridge and saw our buddy, old Christopher Lewis at Paps Hilltop Honey and Distillery. Man, okay. that, place, it, that place was wild. It was really cool. Um, I was like, dude, if I'm driving to Portsmouth, I'm 
I'm going right through Bainbridge. Yeah. So I went ahead and stopped and I got me a jar of his old, uh, his knock them stiff. I talked about a couple weeks ago, blue corn yeah. with rye. And I tried it and I'm like, man, it's a little hotter than I think a hundred should be. And, you know, he's trying to talk and he's like, bro, it's that rye. I'm like, you, I, you're right, man. <laughs> you're right. So it's, it's real nice that uh, the blue corn gives it a good sweet. And then that rye's got a nice mm-hmm. little heat on the back end. So. He's got a nice little setup. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful in there. You know, he's got that still, and he had it fermenting, and and I was like, he's like, pop out open and see it. Um, I need a stool to look in there, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. (laughs) It's Oh, yeah, I I totally wanted to finger bang his mash because, you know, that's my thing at a distillery. I'm going to finger your mash. (laughs) Good time was had by all. But, yeah, we, we talked for a little bit, and, I didn't get to try much of his liquor because, like I said, I had a football game down in Portsmouth an hour and a half later. So I just I tried to knock him stiff, and I'm like, man, let me get a jar of that. It was great to meet you, man. I got to go. I'm sorry, but it was awesome yeah. to meet. It was awesome to meet Chris in person. So good yeah. times. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, talk talk to us about your uh, just the grape. Well, what got you interested in doing that? Is that your favorite thing to do, or? Uh, well, grapes, one of the ones I do kind of regularly. Um, it's, you know, I've, I, I do things in a rotation and, and grape, apple, uh, you know, peach, uh, occasionally something like that tends to, to fall into that, that brandy spot, but, uh, but grapes definitely one of my favorites to do. How do you do that? Um, do you do it? How do you do it? Do you do it like traditional grappa style or do you just, um, smash your grapes? bump it with sugar um well that's one of the reasons i love uh working with grapes is because i don't normally have to bump it with the sugar mm-hmm. uh usually i'm shooting for you know around you know 60 uh, 1.060 uh on my gravity there with a with a brandy somewhere in that neighborhood and i usually yeah. hit it right right on the money when i when i do grapes and and I, I do. I just, I just smash them. <laughs> smash hey, them. And... Can't beat that, man. You so use all the juice. Yeah, use all, all the juice. Um, do you let it natural ferment since you're using grapes, or are you? More I don't a... usually know. I uh, know that that's something I actually uh, want to experiment with this summer. Is is using a little bit more wild yeast from you know specific uh fruits uh that i use but uh but typically right now i don't i just uh i use well i usually use kv uh 1116 uh would you know kind of like the uh ec 111 or 118 and uh uh you know that was designed for white grapes and and it works it works pretty well for me so how long have you been um uh, messing around with uh, uh, liquor was it? Did you start out from? Did you start out trying to make uh, a distillate or a distillate, or did you try to make beer or wine? Or no, I went right off the bat. I uh, one day I I decided I'm going to make whiskey, and boom, off I went. Uh, I started with whiskey. Uh, I didn't realize at the time that that conversion was considered to be advanced by some. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so I just went straight for it. Uh, my first whiskey, I mean, it, it turned out okay. I, I got some out of it, but, uh, but I, I made the mistake of, of using, uh, 
amylase and uh, the commercial amylase, and uh, I didn't use, I didn't know about beta at the time, so my yield was pretty low. <laughs> but you know, but I got something. That, that's what counts in the end, right? It keeps the excitement going. Yeah. So always something, always learning, you know. So do you when you do like your all grain mashes like that? Do you like to? uh boil your water then dump it over the grain or do you like to actually cook your grain i actually cook the grain um i've done it both ways uh and i can see advantages to to go in the other route uh but typically uh typically i go for it right on the stove yep There's nothing wrong with that i do know um it seems like a lot of people uh when they're just starting out if they don't have real good direction you know they'll scorch their grain by cooking it <laughs> instead of warming up the water shutting the burner off you know or dumping the water over um but yeah it's uh there's definitely upsides to both i feel like yeah i think so too i mean the you know when you when you dump the the water over i guess uh you know holding the temperature is a an easier game that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> so do you uh do you ferment on grain or off? Um, well, I mostly do. I mostly do on these days. I used to do off. I did off for for years, uh, but uh, I've kind. Of, I mean, it's there. That's you know, there's advantages and disadvantages to that too. Because I'm, uh, you know, I'm using a six gallon fermenters. You know, usually I'll use two if I'm running. You know, two or three depending on what still I'm running, uh, and so. Uh, you know, if you do it on the grain, uh, you definitely, definitely lose space in that fermenter. So, uh, so, you know, off the grain's got some advantages, but on the grain, uh, it does, you know, I like the way it carries the flavor. Yep. It's, uh, very, and that's one thing too, like, um, what is the group that you mainly post in moonshine? Uh, I made it, put it on here. Somewhere. Yeah, it's moonshine and then a colon and time for a new shine. Uh, yeah, I really like what you do, man. You uh, you're always posting questions and, and you know get people's input. You know that's, that's I, a big thing. Well, I I appreciate that. You know when I when I started the group, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, you know, and I've kind of uh, tried to hone it down. Uh, and you know the the way when I do. Uh, when I make posts on the group, I mean, not always, but for the most part, what I try to do is use my moonshine experience to ask the questions and bring, you know, the actual information out from the group. That way, instead of getting it from from one person, we're getting different different angles to, you know, the same question. And, and we're not drawing on just one person's experience, but, you know, but multiple people's. See, that's what I always tell people is um, if you can take, you know, read as much as you can um, and listen to a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily do what a lot of people do, but listen to what a lot of people say and take you know, a little bit here, a little bit there and make your own way. That makes good sense to me. That's that's really good advice because uh, you'll you'll get a little bit of, of something from everybody. And for the most part, it's good. Uh, but, you know, a lot of things will come down to a matter of opinion. And, uh, you know, to figure that out, you got to do it. Yep. 
and uh, everybody, as you know, you're 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 on online, and uh, everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and it's funny because I don't know people put out bad information. I don't know if it's something that they mean to put out or if it's just what they don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially with like the cuts, the heads cuts, the tails cut, you know, you see so many different, so many different things. You know, you'll see someone run a five gallon pot and they'll be like, Oh, I throw, you know, a five gallon bucket under a five gallon pot. I don't know that I would do that. I don't think you and I will be drinking their liquor. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, you know, I love opinions online. I think, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think even, even, uh, I don't know, being uh, real picky. I think that's okay. Uh, I think that that's when you found your niche. You know, when you found what you like. Uh, and I think what a lot of people do online uh, that I wish was a little different is to, to you know, it's it's great to have your own opinions. And, and that's that's what we're here for. That's what you know, that's that's why we're out there doing what we do. But uh, but I think it's really important to to honor other people's opinions and, and uh, you know, accept the fact that it's it's an opinion and not a fact. Yeah. And there's so much. Um... Well, and that's just it, you know. Um, anybody that's trying to start, like, what's a fact? Do you listen to Alan Bishop? Do you read books? Do you listen to other people, you know? That's why I always tell people, I'm like, look, if, if you're wanting just to get going, I always tell people maybe it's right, maybe it's the wrong way, maybe it's the right way. I always tell people corn, sugar, and yeast. You know, that'll get them used to ferment. And then once that fermentation is done, they move on to the next process. Once they get comfortable with those two processes, it's like, okay, well, maybe you ought to, you know, try converting, going that route. And I also always do the uh, heating up the water, dumping, dumping it over the grain because it keeps people from scorching, not knowing yeah, yeah. that you got to constantly stir, you know. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's just so much shit that everybody can learn. You know, well, they can. Uh, well, the, you know, they, they they can. But we, you know, one of the one of the most important things I think is is to be prepared to screw up. You know, be be prepared to get it wrong, or or be prepared to have it not be exactly what you wanted. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got to start, you know, somewhere, and that's you know that that starting place is where where you start to fine tune the process. Yep. Um. So. When, when you started, what was the first uh, mash you ever done? Uh, I did. Uh, I did a corn whiskey. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, did yeah, I did all straight. Co I I was, I, I was kind of cheap because I was a little concerned about it. <laughs> so I went with the corn and uh, and I converted it with the uh, with the alpha amylase there, and I uh, I left out the gluco, but you know. There was next did you, time. <laughs> did you did you bump with sugar at that point, or did you just let it I did not. No, I I really didn't know what I was doing. Uh, okay. You know, at that point, uh, I was basically I was following a 
a step-by-step recipe that I, I don't even know where I got it from. And uh, it, it mentioned the amylase, but it, it, it didn't mention the gluco. Uh, so, <laughs> so have you used the, uh, the liquid amylase? From, I say, haven't. I just, broken bones? Yeah, I just ordered from broken, broken bones, uh, distillery. I just or, ordered the, uh, the liquid, uh, and, uh, they had a little, they just started a little, uh, three pack deal, uh, oh, really? where you get, yeah, you get two of the, uh, two of the alpha and, and you need less of the glucose. So you get one of the glucose and, uh, and I ordered that. Uh, so I'll, I'll be trying that out for the first time. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about it. Man, I, I've never used it, but I've heard it works flawlessly. I've heard nothing but good things. It's, I, I was waiting. I mean, it, it seems like it kind of popped out kind of big on the scene last year and I've, I've held off till now. So speaking, since we're on the subject of cuts and uh, Shua, <laughs> Broken Bones Distillery, um, for a long, for a good amount of time, when I when I met Shua, I always give him shit because he he uh, ran a beer keg, and he made cuts in white uh, jars, you know, and, and he would have like thirty pint jars. He he would <laughs> run them filling up halfway, <laughs> you know. And uh, but I mean that you know, if you ever tasted liquor, I have. There is not an ounce of heads in it, and there's not an ounce of tails in it. You know, and I mean, you can tell a lot of people they'll just do a big heads cut and set a bucket under it, depending on the size of the still. Um, but yeah, his is real, real, and don't take this wrong way if you heard us joke about it, but it's a very clean liquor. Um, but it's, it's just kind of an inside joke, so I was giving shit about it. I'm like, oh man, don't matter the size of still. Oh, now you're graduating from pints to quarts. <laughs> 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 uh, well you know I, I i like to make my cuts uh in a similar way to the way you're describing i mean i so if i'm running like in the winter time i i can't run the big stills i have to run run my little yeah. 10 gallon on the uh on the stove there uh so when i'm running that 10 gallon i'm i'm using little uh half pint jars uh yep. and i'll you know i'll do the you know do the same thing because uh in the end of the day honestly Clean's one of the most important factors. You know, it really is. Um, I know a lot of distilleries, they'll run, uh, like if they're doing bourbons or whatever, they'll, a little bit of heads and a little bit of tails, I guess, is part of that. I don't know how much. I don't know much about bourbon, so I don't want to speak on it much. That's what I've heard from people that uh, are a lot more knowledgeable than myself. Yeah. Uh, oh, you made it back. <laughs> my, my computer took a shit, so I'm on the phone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. It's sad because the camera, I think, is a little better. That sucks. Well, you know, Sean, I, I understand uh, you know, that uh, I guess uh, some people look at, the, uh, at that as kind of a compromise, uh, depending on where the flavor is at. Uh, and if the, the flavor is, you know, in the heads, uh, they consider that a, or or the tails for that matter, they consider that a little bit of a compromise. And and I can see add, adding the flavor in, uh, especially not, and tails is one of those things that's actually kind of debatable about whether we're ta- always talking about the same thing. Yes. Uh, you know, like late hearts, I guess I'll call it. Uh, 
you know, if, if flavors in late hearts, I'll, I'll steal that for sure. No problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's funny that you said that. Um, I think uh, to quote Alan Bishop, I think he calls the second, what you're talking about, uh, seconds. So you have the, the head, four shots, heads together, hearts, seconds, and tails. Okay. So it's just that part where you're coming out of it, out of the hearts, but before you get into the cardboard tails, you know what I mean? Huh. Yeah, I do know what you mean. And, and, uh, and, and I don't, I don't hate that having its own specific name. I actually kind of like it. I've never called it that before, but, uh, but I like it. Uh, I like it kind of being segmented there. Um, and so he came out with a book. Um, I can't think what's called now. Uh, something this distillers institute he, he's probably going to call me after this and cuss me out because i don't remember the name <laughs> once a, one piece at a time distillers institute but anyways it's a book um and that's where he that's where i've read that that he he called it the uh, seconds but i think hmm. some of the the heads and the, the heads when people put it in bourbon barrels will the heads will pull something out of the wood as opposed to not having it in there. i don't know that's a question. Oh Someone a lot more educated than myself. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I don't know about that one either. So you uh, you good easy? You look a little uh, Am I? out, out of place, I might say. <laughs> it's because my face ain't here. Here, I'll help you out. There you go. <laughs> Does that make okay. you feel better, Sean? It no. makes you feel better, right? Uh, so you I need can... a bigger microphone. Something about, you know, cover this up. There we go. Uh, so, did you ask me how I got started? Uh, I don't know if I did or not. How did you first get started in, in moonshining, Chris? Well, I um, I <clears throat> just one day I, I decided I was going to make a whiskey, and and I just up and did it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I think I I mentioned to Sean and uh, uh, it it. Turned out I got a little bit something out of it, but it was definitely uh, definitely far from a perfect start. <laughs> it's usually how it goes on your first go. First no, try, if you're not, if you're, in my opinion, if you're not losing, you're not learning. Yeah, and I, I agree. And, and you know, and on, online, I wish more people would would talk uh, about mistakes that they make because. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think when you can see mistakes that somebody else has made, uh, I mean, that's a huge help. You you learn a lot more from other people's mistakes than you do their successes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I would agree with that too. It's a mistake, but I mean, so to me, I don't care. Like if I make a mistake, I'll I'll post it right online. I don't I don't care. I mean, I. I, I don't care who you are. You make a mistake at some point. And, uh, and, you know, that's exactly the, the reason there is, is when, uh, when you post it shamelessly online, uh, you're, you're really giving people a lot of help instead of just making a mistake and, and, uh, and having, you know, sweeping it under the rug. Yep. Well, it's, it's funny that you, you talk about that. So the very first time I ever ran anything, I was ignorant to all of it. And uh, Brian Silcott actually is was the first person that I ever really come across online that has anything to do with alcohol. Um, I'm sure a lot of you people know him. 
A lot of you don't. You may have a good reputation with you. You may not. Um, but anyway, so the first thing I ever done was I went to the store and bought eight gallons. Or yeah, it was eight gallons of Carlo Carlo Rossi wine. I mixed all nice jugs. So got some nice jugs out of it. Yeah, man. So <laughs> mixed one all gallon of it together. Nice man, they're worth it. So mixed all of it together, and I'm thinking, all right, cool. You know, I got this part down. Uh, I'm just ready to run. So when I ran, I didn't know what to expect. This one tastes like nothing I ever had before. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> because I never made the mash. I just went and fucking bought the, you know, the wine. And, uh, and after that, uh, I done sweet feed with pellets. Tasted fucking like ass. Um, <laughs> that was when you fell in love with sweet feed, right? Uh, yeah. But I just, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And it's, you know, it's, I think it's really important when, for new people to, to hear, you know, that, that the first one just didn't turn out the way that you hoped it would. Uh, you know, that, that's good stuff because uh, you could, you know, you can put a, a lot of time and, and effort into, into your first mash and you can have the whole fantasy going about it. And you know when it when it doesn't turn out, it, it could you know there can be kind of a, a self confidence uh, letdown, and and to hear that other people had those kind of problems, I think is is really good for people. Yeah. Well, and, and and there's a lot of challenges out there, right? So, <clears throat> you know, just like Easy knows, um, I'm planning on eventually dabbling in electric. I've never touched that a day in my life. Always been propane, you know. So this is going to be like me starting over completely. Yeah, I, I would have the same problem. I'm on propane, and uh, and uh, I, I mean, I I definitely flirt with the idea of, of going electric. There's no doubt. But uh, yeah, I've got a I've got that fear that I'd be starting from square one. <laughs> it's the learning curve isn't really big. It's 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 a go, man. Like. That learning curve is real, real small. It, it's just, it's a lot less, it's a lot less worry and a lot less, you know, having to babysit, you know, but still give yeah. me a flame. <laughs> give me a flame. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, as long as the flame, well, you know, uh, it's, some people will use electric to, uh, like he said, you know, it's, it's a lot less babysitting. So some people will turn it on low amps, let it creep up. And then once they're done having to wait, they'll go out there, turn a burner on, shut the electric off. I don't know well, how, you know, I don't know if it'll burn the elements that way. <laughs> um, I would imagine as long as it's covered, it should be all right. I don't know. If, if, if anybody in here knows about that, please uh, comment in the comment section. <laughs> but, uh um, so what's um, what drink have you ever made that you're most proud of? Well, uh, we were we were talking about bourbon. Um, I've made made a, a couple of bourbons actually that uh, that I'd have to to put up at the the top of my list. Uh, it's uh, 
that's one of those things that uh you know you you really work hard on on fine tuning and when you when you finally hit those notes that you were looking for i guess you guys would understand but a lot of people a lot of other people might not but that was uh that was really exciting and uh you know i've done a done a, a couple where i got them right where i wanted them and uh uh, you know, they're, they're sitting on the shelf right now. I'm scared to drink them. They've <laughs> got to save them for proof. <laughs> so what's the weirdest thing you've ever made? Whether it be mm. fermented or post flavored. Mm, um, boy, that's a good question. I, I think, uh, think i haven't really ventured too far into weird i've got some uh and i guess it's not too weird but uh you know i've got a uh some plans to to give the old uh, dandelion shine a shot uh that's i guess a little bit weird but uh yeah i, I guess i'm pretty much stuck on the straight and narrow path the moonshine so far maybe i'm gonna have to cook up something weird yeah, you know, uh, like we were talking about um, our buddies, Tuck and Red, they make a dandelion wine, and it's really good. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, when and, I make it down that way, I'll have to give that a shot. Well, absolutely. And when you do, let me know, because I'm about, what, 10 minutes away? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, of weird stuff, uh, you may have watched uh, the episode, this motherfucker, or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my buddy Tom made some yellow split pea bourbon, and it is uh, very interesting. When I, so I went over to his house, and we were going to uh, run some gin, and we were about midway through, and he's like, "What do you think about yellow split peas?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know why." <laughs> he's like, "Well, I, I I got some." He started telling me the story because. Um, he said he got an ass load of them from a buddy of his and he fermented it and he said the only way I can describe it is uh, puke on a school bus way it smelled during <laughs> fermentation I was like okay and he was like well he said we don't like it I said right, well, go get it let me try it he was telling me that after he fermented it he ran it and uh, he said it, it still had the same same nose, the the puke nose. It tastes no different. I'm like, okay. He said, so I put it in the barrel for two years. He said, it's it's okay. It's not, you know, what you'd hope, but it's okay. And uh, so he brought it to me, and I tried it, and I'm like, he's like, that's that's terrible, isn't it? And I was like, try that again, because he said he ain't tried it in probably a good year, year and a half. I hand it back to him, and he goes, "Some bitch." <laughs> he says, "Mellow out. and I'm telling you what, it is, it is not bad. You know, I've been surprised at how much aging will change flavor. Uh, so, you know, hearing something like that, I guess isn't it's it's not shocking. That's that's definitely a weird one, <laughs> the yellow split peas. <laughs> so that is one that you know. I don't know how you are, but like if I ever get anything interesting that people have given me, which I'll, you know, I'll go to festivals. A lot of people are like, here, man, try this, try that. And they'll be like, here, take this home. And 
just really interesting or really good or even really shitty, I will keep it and let people try it. You know what I mean? Just because it's like, have you ever had any kind of weird shit? Oh, yeah, look, try this. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, that's weird, but that's good. Sounds like you've got yeah. a collection of weird stuff. <laughs> that's my, that that one um, really takes the cake. But I'll tell you what, it's it's very interesting. Have you tried that easy? You're talking about the split pea? Yes. No, you told me about it. Man. And it's funny because, yeah, next time I see you, if you come. Could you hear me at least? Yep. Then yep. we're good. Camera took a shit. I'll have a new camera next week. So as long as you can hear me, we're fine. <laughs> look, oh, man. look, the show just got a lot better. You ain't got to look at me. I don't know, man, because now it's a picture of Sean over mine. So now we got double Sean's. Hey. hey, but no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to try the split pea. Um, I, I did get to try that gin. Yeah, and I don't like uh, gin, but man, <laughs> and uh, that's one thing. With do you like gin at all, Chris? Gin's actually something kind of new to me. I mean, like uh, I, uh, I, I haven't done a lot of my own gin, and I haven't really. I mean, ar- around around, I guess my my parts here. Jen's kind of been considered like the drink of bums. So <laughs> not to offend anybody for sure, that's but, uh, but it's been off my radar. Gin. Yeah. The old bathtub <laughs> gin, you know, it's, it's makes you think, that's why I think of it. You make shit in bathtubs and everybody was a gin drinker. Yeah. So what state are you from? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, Michigan. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. Yep. I'm right oh, up. Uh, we're, we're touching there and I, I work in Ohio all the time. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm excited because you guys have some exciting stuff on the books there, and I'm I'm looking at uh, you know like Toledo or something if if uh, some some major law changes happen. Oh yeah, you talked about right. that SB13, huh? That Ohio yeah. 13, that, that home distilling man. Uh, well, we're all waiting. We're all waiting. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to make things real interesting if that passes. Yeah, I haven't really looked to see if it's if it's looking good or anything. but uh... it, it went to, like, the Farms Committee committee to see what they thought about it, and it made it through them, so I think it's back in the House. Um, but, you know, I think they're like, no permits required, no this, and, I, and I'm sure somebody's going to be like, hold yeah. up, man. We're losing yeah. out on millions of dollars here. We got to charge everybody a couple hundred bucks for a permit. You know, not not that I've done any kind of research on it, but it seems to me like like they would actually make more money with that because yeah. I probably buy more from the shelf to try to compare against what I'm making sometimes, you know, than I even would otherwise. Uh, so, I mean, if if that's true of other people, they're they're probably making more tax dollars by doing that. You would think, but I'm sure they're going to be like, well, all these people are, you know, we're letting them make liquor at home. They're not buying liquor from us. So we're not getting our cut of that state money because, you know, it's a control state down here. And so, you know, it's in the end, we know what it's always about. It's about one thing and one thing only. Yep. Dollars money. and cents. Yeah, you, you, the, 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 the liquor down in, in Ohio, that, that's uh, definitely, uh, definitely strange when you're from Michigan. Because, like, if you're up here, you can you can buy whatever you want in the grocery store right off the shelf. You you guys have like these secret bat caves that you have to liquor, find in the Ohio liquor stores. 
and, and <laughs> they do that to keep uh to keep that control to just control it to keep so much control over it and and it makes it easier for him to hop in and audit like i was talking to old chris down at paps and he's like man they just came in here audit me the other day just showed up going through my books checking this checking that he's like they don't tell you they just show up and do whatever the hell they want to do and you're just like yeah man take it <laughs> take me do what you want yep well, but the thing is, though, too, uh, in Michigan, you know, recreational pot is, is legal, too. Yep. So it's, you know, alcohol over here and weed over there, up there. Toledo, that's the answer. It's <laughs> Toledo, right on the border. It's <laughs> so what are your, uh, what are some of your plans, man? What do you want to try? What do you have going on in the future that you have looking forward to? Um, well, I guess, uh, you know, I, uh, well, I guess what, one of the things I, I've been working on a book, uh, and I've been working on that book, uh, was supposed to be done already. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, I, I don't get me wrong. I've got money fantasies about the book, like standing on the yacht, drinking shine with my pinky out maybe. Uh, but, uh, but it, it's really the it's really critical to me that the that before I even consider uh, you know putting it out there uh, that it's uh, that the the book is everything that I wished I had when I started uh, you know like the one of the problems with a, a lot of the moonshine books out there even the good ones you got to read the whole damn book <laughs> you know before you can get started and uh, you know I, I I think that's really you know, guys like you and me, we, we, we go to work, you know, we've got to go to work. We, you know, we've got family obligations and we're, you know, we're looking at this, uh, as, as something to enjoy, you know, reading a, a, you know, a 350 page book before you can ever fire up the still, uh, I think is, is really discouraging for a lot of people. Uh, so I've been working on this book, uh, for about two years. Uh, and I've been, I've been taking really careful notes about the, uh, uh, you know, teaching stuff on, uh, you know, teaching, uh, learning stuff on online uh, so that I, I can translate it into the, the book. And, and what I want to do differently with it is I want to uh, I want to have the, the very first section of the book uh, be, you know, a very quick start, a corn, corn liquor and boom, onto the still, uh, you know, getting it going. Uh, because everything that you said in the beginning is is the exact same thing, you know, that, that I think about it. You know, a recipe like that's, uh, you know, it's a, a decent, quick, easy lesson. Uh, it gets you, you know, gets you the, the opportunity to, to actually make that shine that's almost as close to guaranteed as you can get, uh, you know, coming out. Uh, and then, you know, gets you, gets you practice on the, on the still, too, uh, before you get started. Uh, and then it kind of leads into what I have as the next chapter, which, uh, you know, I want to focus on, uh, like, you know, sugar head type recipes, you know, to uh, sugar head recipes, uh, basic rum. Uh, the next section's, you know, the first section be small and the next section's a little bigger, uh, you know, work with some some LME and, and some DME uh, and, uh, uh, you know, take it from there. So I, the, the book I want to have, the way I have it, uh, and the part that I'm really struggling with is these these sections uh, so that people, uh, instead of, of having to sit there and, and read a whole book and read a small section, get started and then continue uh, to, to progress on through the 
uh, you know, through the, the moonshine phases. Uh, and, you know, what, you know, one thing I, I notice, uh, you know, that uh, uh, you can tell online when, uh, when, uh, you know, somebody, people, you know, for example, they'll, they'll ask for a recipe. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to do in the, in the book, uh, you know, to me, a, a recipe is, uh, you know, I want the book to actually train people how to think in moonshine uh, a little bit so that rather than looking for a recipe as a how-to guide, uh, you're looking at a recipe more like it's, it's somebody else's idea. Uh, and, and you might get your ideas from that. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, kind of a, the, the, the idea of training people, uh, you know, how to think and, and moonshine, uh, that's exciting, but that's challenging. And instead of being like, here's this Uncle Jesse's recipe, follow this to the T, this is what you want to do. You're talking about letting people know, like, hey, man, if you're going to do all grain, pull you out three pounds per gallon and start there and create your own stuff. If you're going to do fruit, then maybe uh, two to three if you don't want to use any sugar. And so, you know, I can see, you know, it gets them interested. Like you said, get, get you interested early, get you interested quick. So in the beginning, you're like, I'm, I'm already making liquor. <laughs> right. I'm going to keep flipping in this book, you know, and you don't have right. to spend months and months uh, reading the book and trying to figure it out, which which can be daunting. Like you said, you know, people work, they got lives. And if you're like me or Sean, mate, and if they don't have pictures, we have trouble following <laughs> along sometimes. So, and they got to be done well, in crown too. Well, and, and, and people get, uh, if people fail two or three times in a row, you know, they'll get discouraged and quit. That's it. That's exactly it. I, and I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, at least, at least you and I both, you know, at least semi failed on our first time. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, I think that that's pretty common. I think the, you know, one of the, one of the things that, uh, that divides us is, is those of us that just keep going, uh, and don't accept defeat. Uh, but, you know, I think with the right information, a lot more people could, uh, you know, could, could feel that excitement of moonshine. Cause uh, I've, I've never had anything in my entire life that I've loved as, as much as, as moonshine. So. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of other people out there who would feel the same way. That first trip, that first trip out of that, out of that still, man, that's all it takes. And if you can get somebody there quick, it don't matter if it's trash, tire fire, burnt old band-aids, or if it's the best thing they ever tried in their life, just seeing it come out of the end, it, it lets you know, like, oh, man, I can do this. I can do this, and all I got to do is keep practicing, and I'll get a lot better at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They keep, keep practicing. That's the, you know, that's a, that's a, a big thing. It's, it's easy to get discouraged, especially if you're uh, getting a lot of information on online. Cause uh, I mean, you guys know uh, as well as I do, you know, there's a, a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's some people out there that aren't always so nice uh, and that, that could probably add into it too. <laughs> oh yeah. You that's are, actually how... If you get treated like shit early, you're like, man, fuck this. Well, and, and that's true too, right? Because, like, you know, I really appreciate the questions that you ask, Chris, because a lot of people are afraid to get on there and ask because they've been to some groups and they'll ask a question that, you know, is, is not stupid, but, you know, it, a lot of uh, more experienced people will be like, shouldn't you know? You know, but so they ask a question and they get beat up over it. 
when realistically, like, they're just learning. There's no reason to be an asshole to them. <clears throat> well, yeah. you know, and that, well, that's just it. Like, you know, with uh, with Moonshine Time for a New Shine, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we say that we're a learning group. Uh, so if we're we're a learning group, why shouldn't you be able to ask any question that you don't know the answer to? Exactly. That's, uh, I mean, but, and that's the thing too, you know, um, just like people, if they fail two or three times, they get online and they'll, you know, do that. And they'll be like, well, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this no more. You know, yeah. people just don't treat them right. Well, you know, that that's just it. The only reason any of us even get online and, and talk shine the way we do is, is you know, obviously we'd, we'd certainly love to learn something, but, uh, you know, learn something and have a good time. Uh, talk with like-minded people. And uh, uh, that's, you know, what I remember the first time, I, I didn't get online right away. I didn't know there were moonshine groups uh, when I first started uh, making whiskey. I didn't even know they were out there I, I remember reading i don't even remember what the article was i just remember some part of it that said uh look at the explosion of moonshine groups on facebook and as, and as soon as i read that i thought moonshine groups on facebook <laughs> and uh, <laughs> off i went uh and uh you know the the first couple of years uh I, I used to just uh i used to you know participate in different groups uh you know answer people's questions uh, and so on. But uh, one day, uh, I, I was drinking a little too much of this. And uh, somebody got on there, asked a basic question. I don't remember what it was. It, it, it gave me the feeling that he was like uh, asking to, for somebody to take him under, uh, under their wing. And, and, uh, and I felt bad for him. And, and I, I looked uh, through the comments and people were just ripping this guy to shreds and uh, you know with uh, with a, a little bit too much of that in my system there I, I got deep inside my feelings for this guy and I, I this is terrible how could you do that to him I, and, I hate and seeing it. that it's and I look at it like this like look man you, when uh when you're teaching your toddler how to walk you, you don't beat them up because they can't walk the first time right <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Well, you know, some people have this idea that you're supposed to do all this research before you ever pop into a group, but there's so much confusing information out there. I've been misled myself, you know, different times, uh, believed things that just turned out not to be true. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, that's easy to do. And, and, you know, for, for me, to have the availability of a group with people, you know, who have experience in, in what you're trying to learn to and be able to ask basic questions without having to feel bad or weird about it. I don't know what kind of research you have to do before you don't know anything. <laughs> so, you know, there, you've seen some of the repeated questions and I can understand how that gets a little bit frustrating for, you know, for, for some people, but you know, the bottom line is if, if you feel frustrated oh, with it, you can just yeah, keep just scrolling. Scroll. Exactly. Like, scroll oh, on. Well, I saw that question for the 10th time today. Oh, well. <laughs> and, you know, right. if, you, if you don't like it that much, leave the damn group and go be bitter in the corner by yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you and already the... know it all, why are you in there? Ain't nothing for you to learn. You're just there to be a dick. 
Like exactly. There's and, no point. I just don't get it. You know, like we're all here to we're all here for one reason, one reason only, and it's to it's to master our craft and to do the best job we can. And it doesn't matter if you're doing this, if you're you're doing something else in life that you enjoy. It's a hobby. You want to do it the best you can. And the best what, you can. And what a better way than to ask somebody who has made those mistakes. That, yeah, Absolutely. I coached football my whole life, and I spent half my life going to camps and listening to big-time coaches like Sean Payton and Urban Meyer, Rich Rodriguez talk, and talking to them on the side and just, just to hear them speak. And it's no different than sitting here and talking to you or, or you know, uh, picking Sean's brain or, or just sitting there listening to Alan Bishop speak. It's the same thing. You know, there's something you're passionate about. You want to learn what the you want to learn the right way from the people you respect the most. And you want to learn how they did it wrong. So, you know, <laughs> you don't have to cross that bridge or when it does come, you're like, man. Uh, OK, well, I remember Sean telling me about this. So I'm going to try this. You're like, holy crap, it worked. Who would have thought? Sean knew what he was talking about. <laughs> and it's, it's just the way it is, man. You know, it's all about knowledge gain and knowledge given. Well, and then it is, you know. Almost... Go ahead, man. Oh, well, you, you know, what? one of the, the things I I, I, I wish that, that people would, uh, you know, approach the, the online. I'm grateful to have the online situation because I wouldn't know half of what not even half of what i know if it wasn't for you know the the availability of of other people online teaching me things i mean a great example uh is what i i remember uh you know when i first started getting online uh i didn't really understand how they were extracting sugars from the, the you know the great skins and, and grappa there and uh, i was talking with somebody about it and the next thing you know a guy from Italy who speaks English as a second language pops in on the thread. Not only does he explain, uh, you know, the, the whole process, uh, but then he goes on to, to explain, you know, the cultural significance of, of Grappa in his country. And I mean, you, you, you really can't beat that kind of an education. Not at all. Like some of the things that you're able to learn from the people you learn, um, there are people who pay big money to go to colleges and take classes to learn the things that you can learn for free just by that coincidence to where you got linked up with the right person. Or you get knowledgeable enough to know what questions to ask. Yes. And also, um, that's what what you guys were just talking about kind of led me to where, I was, where I'm heading. Um, I will only comment... Um, on things that I've experienced, you know what I mean, or give advice on things that I've actually experienced. Because a lot of times it's like, well, you know, I've never had that issue, so I'm just not going to comment on it, and I don't want to lead anyone in the wrong direction. You know, because I, I think a lot of people are just like, oh shit, I heard, you know, or I read someone else, well, they fucked up, you know, and they're like, oh. Oh, I just completely avoid it if it's not something I've experienced or unless someone I know personally that's more knowledgeable than myself has dealt with that and told me what, you know, happened, what it was. Somebody that you trust, right? Yes. Right. Well, you know, there, I think that, you know, I, I wish people would take uh, an approach like uh, I think, uh, you know, people like like we do. You know, we, we go online and, and, you know, it's it's not just 
take it's it's give and take you know that that's the the attitude give give and take when you can give you give and you know when when it's available to to take something you you know didn't know or uh or you know something new to you uh taking that information that that's what it's all about uh i i love it uh, uh but it's it's definitely uh, i guess kind of related to karma the, the you gotta give to to you know be able to take uh both are important and and it's part of the commitment i mean having an online community uh you know we've got all kinds of different platforms we've got different groups uh you know podcasts things like that but uh but in the general community the general moonshine community online uh you know people investing themselves and 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 caring about you know the overall uh goal of of what we're doing i mean that's what's going to really make things happen uh and and i think that's really important see yeah i feel if if you love what you do and you take all this time and these years and you invest the hard work it takes to learn and to learn the right way it's your duty to keep the tradition alive to pass on good solid information you know like that that's that's your duty it's an unspoken rule and people might disagree but i feel like if if you know if you love it and you're passionate about it then why not help the next person learn the best way they can and learn the right way if you can you know like it's that it, kind of like being a coach man it's your job you know it's your job to learn how to do it the right way and then to teach the next generation um the next wave on what you know and what you've learned and what you've experienced and it's just you know like somebody said there's there's no egos there's no room for egos we're all in it we're all in this for the same reason and the same re uh, two reasons you're either here to get drunk or just to master your craft, or, or hopefully both. Or <laughs> both, yeah, both. You right. <laughs> have one without the other, you know. But the ego ruins both of them. Always, uh, always. And, you know, and it's fine if you're stuck in your in your ways. That's fine. They're your ways. They work great. Every way, every still, every mesh, everything has its place for a certain person. And I, I think we get mixed up when we try to push our ideals on other people without giving them the opportunity to test it out for themselves and see which one they like the best. Well, that, you know, that's just it. That, that was a mistake actually that I made in the, in the beginning. Uh, you know, when I first got online, uh, I, I didn't even realize I was doing it until, uh, until I reread one of my comments, I was like, Ooh, uh, but you know, sometimes when people are, are new and they're, they're doing some, you know, they've already made the mash. There's no point in telling them, oh, don't use so much oats, you know, <laughs> or, you know, whatever the case is. I, I, I'm one. I, I don't like a lot of oats and uh, in, in any kind of shine I've ever made. Uh, I hear it's pretty good in small quantities, but, uh, you know, but but uh, but telling people, uh, you know, uh, you know, that uh, like oats or wheat or something like that, uh, you know, once they've already made the mash, it's it's too late. I, I'd say more important to encourage them and, and let them get their uh, their own opinion on the taste. Let them get their own opinion or be like, you know, uh, I've had great success by not using so many oats. Maybe next time you try it with less oats. And, and you know, you get a lot of people that are like, man, uh, how much is too much and how little is too little? And I'm like, look, look man, try it both ways. Put a shit ton yeah. in there and then try very little and then find your balance. Like, like you have to, you have to know for yourself, like, do I like, do I like a lot of like pepper? Cooking. Or do I just like a little bit of pepper on my mac and cheese? You know, like, like it's it's all everybody's different because, like, you know, if 
if I don't like if I don't like straight corn, well, I can't really be like, oh, this much corn, that much corn. But if I really like brandy, I can be like, man, I use this and you can use that. And so do your own thing. Do your own thing. I get a lot of questions about thumpers, like what to use in them, you know, how much to use of this. And it's like, look, man, try everything. Try everything that you can think of and see what you like the best. And then boom, you got your own way, your own thing. That that's just it. You know, I mean, there's so many, like the thumper, for instance, I I've got thumpers and, and once in a while I use a thumper, but you know, personally me, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not in love. You know, it's, it's good for other people, but, uh, but the, you know, the okay, thumper so something that your, your single arm, you just do a straight single arm run. Usually. Yeah. And do yeah. You do, do you do stripping runs in the spirit yeah. run or are you just a one and done? It depends. It depends on what I'm making. Like uh, sometimes, like uh, sometimes, like the the great brandies, I'll I'll do those twice. But uh, but sometimes, like uh, an apple brandy, I'll only run that once. Uh, I kind of judge it by how how it tastes when it comes out the first time. Uh, you know, I'll start. I'll make my cut. Like if if I if there's any chance of doing a you know a single run, uh, then uh, you know I'll I'll be planning to make my cuts on on that run. Uh, and uh, now, you, you, since you do the uh, the single arm run, and you say you run your grape twice, have you ever thought about macerating your stripping run in grapes and then rerunning it? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, oh, I, I definitely. Uh, that's that's definitely a, a good way to go. Even throwing them right in the pot there. Maceration's been a big topic. I've t- <laughs> it seems to come up quite a bit here lately. I was talking about it with old with uh, old Christopher Lewis down at Paps when we were standing there. We we got on that subject because he was talking about how some um, how he runs certain things and and so like um, Sean had spoke to me about maceration that he heard Alan Bishop talk about, and I was fascinated. Like you know, so I'm I'm all I'm all about giving that a shot i could see how it would work really well and without you know killing your proof or so macerate your liquor (laughs) yeah definitely you know that that's not something that i've i've done a a whole lot of but i've you know i've definitely done it specifically uh with grapes because why not you've got you've got all that you've done it two different ways what do you think how did it change it when you did that like did it did it input a lot more flavor into your final product did you did it give it an off flavor that you wasn't used to? Um, well, you know, I I, I did it, uh, and I did it with with what was you know what was left over. I, I've actually okay. I, I've done it a, a couple of times uh, that way, um, and I've, I've but I've done it a million times without doing that. And uh, you know, the I think uh, I think by adding that into the pot, I think it uh, it it does uh, up the the flavor a little bit for me and. I mean, you guys know uh, as well as I do when we're talking about up in the flavor. I mean, it's pretty minute. It uh, is. It but... is. Like, I, I think a lot of newbies, they hear us talk about flavor, flavor. Like, oh, it's <laughs> this, it's that. And it's always like, look, man, when we talk about flavor, we're talking about after notes, after hints. We're talking about try, <laughs> trying to get that nose. And then it's yeah. going to be liquor, liquor, liquor. And then once all the liquor goes away, you'll get some hints of flavor. If, if you want sweet, then you better add it. You better make a mixed drink. You know, if you want, if you want hints of good, you know, back end flavors and then you keep it clear and it's like anything else. If it's good, the more you sip, the sweeter it's going to be. Yeah. You know, 
You know that from Baitable last year. Oh, yeah. It was, I, I took that peach brandy down there, man, and, and it was good at first, and then we're passing the jar around, passing the jar around, and it's getting low. It's getting low, and it's just getting sweeter and sweeter and sweeter the more that jar goes around. And now that might be attributed to you were, we were all getting drunker and drunker as it was going <laughs> around. But, you know, like even when you're sitting at home and you know, if you like, I like mine over ice and you just sip on it and it just something about it that they just the flavors stick on your lips and, and it just it holds. It holds for the more you drink, the, the sweeter it gets. <laughs> yep. So um, I was going to ask something I can't remember now. Uh, so what, what what's your thoughts on post flavoring? Uh, is that something that you do? Is that something that you know you're completely against? Or, is it by request know? only? It's, uh, I, that would be that. That's like a, I I I don't do it for myself. I mean, I guess I'm I'm getting kind of old, and I drink like an old dude does. Uh, you know, <laughs> put, it on, put it on the rocks, man. Give it to me a little chill. I'm gonna sip on it. I'm, I, I I gotta last all night, man. I can't go harder. It, my night ends early and my next day is rough. <laughs> rough. Yeah. Well, you know, but I, I think anybody should should drink any way that they, they enjoy drinking. Are you damn uh, right? And uh, you know, like I'm for for myself, for my own personal pickiness, for me, I'm I'm a uh, you know, I'm not for for doing it for me, but I do it for other people all the time just to kind of uh, keep practice, you know, do the orange cream sickle uh, do the you know do the apple pie different versions of that stuff you know things like that i did a you know just recently i did a blueberry crumble uh i did a blueberry lemonade recently oh that, I, actually, I, that sounds good i was bored and i'm like man i'm about to make some blueberry lemonade somebody hey. i know tried that i don't remember who it was so like uh, I, I gave that's when i met up with the masters and hooch so, buddy Hooch and the Masters came up for the weekend, and we hit up Duck and Reds and Brandonberry, and I was like, "Man, I got to make something." And I decided to make it. It was Easter week. It was Easter weekend too, so you know we had a big family get together, and then I'm at practice handing out pints to all the all the players. Like, hey, man, who's 21? You want to you want a jar? Matt <laughs> <laughs> LeMaster says it's in, it's amazing. He. He lies. No, I don't. I don't take nothing he says at face value. So if you're in here, Conover, I don't. I don't agree. I don't believe nothing you say. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, it's funny though. Nowadays, like uh, clear flavoring is is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, people love the shit out of that, you know, because I think what a lot of people. It's funny. We'll be at you know a festival, and they're like, "Here, try my uh, peach brand or whatever," and you're like. That's sweet. That's oh yeah, brandy. Man, you maybe know. peach brandy, but it's been it's been post flavored with something. Yeah, yeah. Have, have, you know, I, I and I think people when they first start out, they make that brandy and they're like, "Where's where's that pop? Where's that that's pop? Where's what that it candy?" Is. And yeah, like, that, that ain't there. Exactly that ain't there. It. Let me add sugar to it. Now it's got that oh. sweet. Now it's got that pop, and it's you know it's a mixed drink all of a sudden, and it's like. It's got to know, like, if you're doing flavors, it's not going to be pow. It's going to be light. It's going to be subtle. Yep. And but you'll know it's there. Yeah, yeah you'll get apple pie. It's a little different. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, that that smells like cinnamon. That tastes like cinnamon. That's candy. You know. 
that's alcohol. Yeah. There's a little bit of alcohol in there. But, you know, that's what sells. That's the biggest seller. That's why you see it. You go into uh, Old Smoky, Sugarlands, and it's just so many. Yep. And that's just what well, that's corn liquor with uh, with peach flavor and added to it. Yep. And and that's what sells. That's where the money's at. That's how they stretch their bottom line. And and I get it. You know, you're going to sell 100 flavor jars for every jar of clear you sell because you don't have to, so many sticklers like us. Like, man, I like that clear. I want to try that clear. Like, if I go in and I buy a jar somewhere, I'm always like, man, what do you got that's clear? And I always buy the clear corn liquor. Unless they had a clear brandy, but I haven't seen one yet. So I mean, I want to buy one. <laughs> Um, I think the only one, the only clear one was the uh, that Paul Paul brandy we got down at the um, Hocking Hills Distillery there in Straitsville last year. Yeah, and, you guys are in so much of a better spot than I am for <laughs> even with your Bat Cave. You yeah, you got so you got so much more, uh, you know, along the lines of of what we might do uh, available to you than I, than I do up here. Uh, you know, up for a six hour drive, man, you got a place to stay. Uh, I will tell you, if you go over to Indiana, Indiana has such a selection. It is insane, the selection that you get in Indiana. Uh, it's a 30-minute drive west for me, and I'm in Indiana, and their liquor stores are like candy stores for adults, as yeah. opposed to come here and they're like, oh, we can only sell you two bottles of that per yeah. day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know. See that? That's that. You're right about that. That drives me nuts. Like, like you know, like, <laughs> they'll drop Red Weller and they'll drop Red Weller and Eagle Rare, and you'll go in the liquor store and you'll be like, "I want one of each," and it's like, "No, you can only buy one today." <laughs> and so, you know, I got my cousin calling me like, "Bro, drive up here to the liquor store so you could get this other bottle of Weller for me." <laughs> He's holding it hostage, and I come walking in like, "Man, let me get this bottle of Weller." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, people you care about. <laughs> I, I've been to, to Indiana. We've uh, I work in Indiana too, and uh, uh, Indiana. Uh, I guess I what I like about them is their taxes are pretty impressive. I mean, the right way, the right direction. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I think we've had so everybody do you ever have uh, any. Aspirations of like open, uh, opening a distillery, having your own distillery, or is it just like, man, this is a hobby I love to do, so I'm just going to keep it simple to myself. It's it's pretty much the the hobby thing. I mean, if I if uh, if I had some kind of an opportunity to to work at a, a distillery, I mean, if I could do something with like flavor development or something like that, that'd be pretty exciting. But actually, what I'd like to do for a distillery is sell. I'd like to be the guy that gets out there and hobnobs and rubs elbows and, and sells that. Uh, I'd be pretty good at that because, you know, I, I make friends anywhere. So it's always like, especially yeah. if you're the guy giving out free alcohol, you're automatically Woo! in it. <laughs> you're top shelf. No shortage. <laughs> right. All the friends you need. They come quick too. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Hey, if, you know, you think about distilleries and it's like, man, I wouldn't want the headache part of it. You know, the front part. I wouldn't want that headache part. I just want to make liquor. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I think I've, I've started other kinds of businesses before. Uh, and, you know, one of the, the things that was always a problem for me uh, in the past, I, I did a, a remodeling business uh, for uh, quite a while. We did well financially. 
uh, but it, it, you, you really, it's the startup capital. I mean, how much money have you got to start up that distillery and, and keep it running while, uh, you know, while you, you get your feet underneath you. And uh, how long, how long does it take you of running that distillery and turning a profit before you finally make that money back that you yes. put into it before right. you finally start seeing that profit? Like, like what, what, what is it, Sean? You have to have the building and everything set up before you can even apply for permits. So and... you got to have the building under lease. Either, either you have to uh, own the building or be under lease before you can apply for federal. Because you got here in Ohio, you got to apply uh, federal for the DSP first. Um, and then, of course, from my understanding, that a lot of people that own distilleries have told me is that's not the issue. It's the state. The state holds you up for anywhere between six months to a year. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not made of money, so I can't just sit on a. Yeah, well, I imagine, imagine you put up all this money. You have a place that you lease for that year. You're still. They want their money. You have to pay. You, you have to pay all that money. You have to pay your taxes and and then all your startups. And then once you do open, you got to turn a profit for a few years to break even. And so like, you legit need to be able to not make be able to live without making any money for about four or five years. <laughs> yeah. And Just, still be able to pour money into it if you're going to pay yes. other people to, to be a part of it too. So yeah. It's, and you got to live at home. You got to live at home, you know, power company don't give a crap what you got going on. <laughs> they <want laughs> yeah, yeah. It's They'll crazy, be out. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. You know, if if uh, if money wasn't an issue, uh, opening a distillery would be exciting. But uh, you know, but the the yeah, that's the I guess the only uh, reason why uh, you know I'd want to go a, a different route is because in in reality, I've uh, I've I've tried running businesses on a dime, and uh, <laughs> it's not easy to run a business on a dime. That's for sure. No, right? no, you've got to have the money. And, and you know, and if you do get the dollar to run the business, usually it's an investor. So now you've got somebody else's hand in your pocket that you have to, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta pretty much answer to them, or you gotta make keep them happy. And a portion, any money you make's gotta go to them. Like it, it's a rough go. And if if you've opened a distillery, hats off to you, man. And we love you for yeah. it. We, and I can't, I can't wait to try your liquor at your place. So Absolutely, you. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if if anybody that opens a, a distillery, if I can buy from them on you know online, uh, I'll I'll definitely do that. Uh, you know, pitch in, uh, pitch in from the uh, you know support customer perspective. But that's I, it. Feels like that would be a, a rough road, you know, to travel unless you unless you really had some money behind you. Mm -hmm. Till then, I just hope and pray that Sugarlands does what they say. It's coming, man. You, uh, I, I think it's going in the right direction from, from the, the, you know. What you well, heard. as soon as Sean's jar comes out, I'm going straight to the store. I'll, I'll be definitely trying that one. I, <laughs> you better, you better be there during the release, or you're not going to get a jar. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I promise. We're buying up yeah. every single jar they have. <laughs> oh, so have you, do you, do you, are you going to have to buy that direct from, from Sugarlands? It's not going to be. So, yeah. yes. Yep. So, uh, what they're going to do is they're going to do a release date, whether I think it's going to be a Saturday. Uh, and, but they're only releasing it in 
the Sugarlands in Gatlinburg. Because they're, um, they're only making so many cases. You know, they only make so many cases. It's a limited yeah. run, so there's not enough to distribute. Which is fine. I will bring enough home. You know, that's that's my plan. Between Sean and everybody else that's going down there for his release party, <laughs> we'll have some extra jars, you know, if you need one. I thought, <laughs> so, mm. man, I'll, I'll, I'll take a loan out on my car by every one of them. I don't care. Let's get it. So, <laughs> whatever it takes, uh, man. Like, he waited long enough for him. We're going to buy up every jar we can. So... Yeah, yeah, I bet. I, I mean, that's got to be that's got to be the one of the most exciting things that's ever happened. I mean, when the jar finally comes out and you've got your jar in your hand, I just can't imagine what that feels like. And we finally gonna see Sean smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, ear to ear, you know. <laughs> and and I, it'd be a weight off his shoulders, and finally, you know, something you earn and you deserve, and you know, it'll, like I said, it'll happen. And I yeah. think they're they're finally getting the ball rolling. They had all them setbacks and everything, and you know, COVID and fires and remodeling, and so you know, just it's going to happen. And when it does, man, it'll be it, it, it'll be it'll be well worth the wait. You know, at least uh, I hope that's how how he feels when he finally has it in his hand and he says, "Look at this, you some bitches! Now shut yeah, the hell up! I can't. Look at my jar! <laughs> Leave me the hell alone!" But then, but then I gotta open it and taste it. Now, you know, ain't nothing like we can do about that. So, right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get you gotta get at least two so you can open one and taste it. And make sure it tastes the way that your your winning jar did. I, you know, I bet I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna put, <laughs> put some good flavor in there. You know, it's pretty close. Yeah, they'll put some good flavor in there. So. At least, at least according to what Greg said, um, he's allowed. We are allowed to go down there when they make it. So we we can be included in the mash process and the running oh. process of it. So how cool is that? Um, that'd be the biggest still I ever got to run. Seven hundred fifty gallon. I'd be cool with that. Now, what are you gonna do with the mash when it's fermented and you see it? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> got to figure back that mash, man. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Woo! That's right. Yeah. yeah, pull it uh, out, and smell it, and taste it. <laughs> you just got to know. You got to know, man. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, man, uh, I said, appreciate you for being on here, man. We've, uh, I think we've had everybody long enough. We went well over what we normally do. So I appreciate yeah, it was, you. It was an honor to hear you talk, Chris. I, I apologize for my camera issues. I get me a new camera. But. Oh, well, it was an honor to be on, and, uh, and I'll, I'll be continuing to watch here in the future we appreciate it if if you know if you got any questions you, you just want to shoot shit and talk just let us know man we're always down to we talk moonshine all night long all um, day long also man if when your book is when you're done with your book and you're yeah. ready to release it you let us know we'll have you back on and, mm -hmm. and you can promote it as much as you want it only oh absolutely you, it only costs you two free copies signed <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I'd love to. You know, when when it's uh, when it's close to ready, uh, or well, when I feel like it's ready, I'd actually love to send it to you uh, and and get your yeah, opinion man. on it. Man, we're all Absolutely. about that. Man. I love. I, that. I need as many experienced opinions as as I can get. I want to make sure that it's it's the book that you wanted too when you started. Yeah, that's what everybody's looking for is the one 
the one thing to get them going. That nobody has. Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple, you know. Keep it simple and make it easy for a new guy. And, and the easier it is, the, le- the less likely they are to get discouraged, the more likely they are to run with it and fall in love with it. And then, and then who knows, 10 years later, they're sitting here like we are shooting shit about something that, that was that started out as a small hobby that is just, it's a lifestyle now, you know, something that you love. And that's what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to let everybody get out of here. I hope everybody has a great night. We really appreciate y'all listening. Um, if you didn't catch us live on YouTube, you can rewatch us on the YouTube channel. You can listen to us on Spotify, Samsung Prime Music, Amazon Prime Music, Samsung Podcast. All that stuff. Just check us out. Chris, thank you so much for being here and giving us your time. It was an honor to hear you talk. Uh, Sean's got one thing before we go. Yep. Uh, When you hop off here, uh, Easy, you got that story to tell him about the grappa. All right. Yeah, yeah. Stick around. Stick around. He's probably (laughs) listening to every podcast. I'm sure he's heard it eight times, but we'll tell it to you again. (laughs) Anyways, man, we love all y'all. Everybody have a great night. Uh, We'll be back next Monday. And if we ain't, then it's my fault. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the blame from Sean from now on. He's had enough, so. I got to absorb a little bit, but all right. (laughs) Y'all have a great night, man. Shine on. Hello.